0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities.
1: Why doesn't gold go up? Well, it's not time for gold to go up. You're right, but you know, you have to be right at the right time.
0: Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. And in today's show, we're talking with Dr. Charles Nenner. He is a cycles analyst and expert. Website is charlesnenner.com. Charles, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining me for the first time. Now, you look at things from a cyclical perspective. You're also a professional chartist. So can you explain to me and my audience something that we've been struggling with, at least myself, for the last couple of years? As inflation has been rising significantly, the gold price hit an all-time high, and now it's pulling back. So what is the relationship from a cycle's perspective between inflation rising, yet at the same time, the gold price pulling back?
1: Well, I have to give you one example, and then you understand what I'm doing. Let's say you buy IBM at 100, and it goes to 150 in half a year, and now the the numbers come out, and they're great. So IBM goes up, and the Wall Street Journal will write the next day, oh, you know, investors poured into IBM because they have great results. But if my cycle is down, then IBM has to come down. But the results are still great. So then if IBM comes down on great results, the Wall Street Journal will write investors to profit because they don't think IBM does better the next quarter or the next year. Which means is that the facts are not so important, but the interpretation of the fact is important. So the interpretation of what happens with the inflation and gold price and silver price is important. Um, so my cycles are still down in gold and silver. We're, we're totally short. I think uh, we have a target another $50 lower than today. And um, the market, the cold market cannot go up until cycles bottom. And when cycles bottom or something really happens, the, the what I said about IBM is interpretation, is mess psychology, but also something really can happen. Or it's just interpretation, it's low enough, maybe it's going up because inflation and the situation will be the same as, as today, but the cycles are down, so, market, so gold price cannot go up. Or we have a major war or who knows what's going to happen. And that's the reason. So it can be a real reason or it can be just an interpretation of the fact which usually we know. And what happens is people fall asleep. Why doesn't gold go up? Well, it's not time for gold to go up. You're right. But you know you have to be right at the right time.
0: Do you pay attention to Fed policy as it relates to where the gold price is going?
1: No, but I have the cycles of Fed policy. So here we go. The whole thing, do they have free choice or not free choice? If you believe in total free choice, then you don't understand my system. Uh, but then how can you predict something? You never know what happens tomorrow. So the Fed is not like a Freudian father figure that takes care of us. They're part of the financial community and they have the emotions. And when they say, well, we go from months to months to see what our policy is going to be, then I know what they're going to think in two or three months based on the cycles and not even based on the, on the facts. Because they can say, well, you know, the inflation was high, but think it was not going higher. That is a, ma- a matter of interpretation. Or they can say, we think it going much higher. Also a matter of interpretation based on the same figures. So I chart the cycles for the Federal Reserve. That's one of the things I do. So I know what the Federal Reserve is going to do. And that, you know, that influences markets. But I don't make that interpretation. I look at every asset class separately.
0: And when do you think the Fed will pivot? Are you able to share uh, that expectation?
1: Yeah, I saw that until uh, later in twenty four the Fed funds will go up. Wow. And I showed and I showed a chart of the long term cycle uh, in inflation. And it shows this is only the beginning. This is going to be I mean, it doesn't go straight up, but this can be up for fifteen, twenty, twenty five years and hit the same uh, levels as in the eighties.
0: How does this affect commodities if the Fed continues the hike for the next two years?
1: Well, you see, you asked me to make an interpretation, one thing to the other, which I don't try to do because you don't know if the correlation is correct. So I do the cycles of commodities and then know why commodities, we do wheat, we do lumber. Well, lumber has some influence on the housing prices. We can do that. We do live cattle, we do cotton. And um, if there's a, a connection to, uh, to inflation, I guess there's inflation, but the commodity cycle just started. That's also going up for many, many years. So it's gonna be a very difficult environment to take care of your savings. I mean, people ask me where should I invest in? There's nowhere to go. It's a problem. The only thing you can do for the moment is, is, is uh, you know, to be on a short side or to be in cash.
0: And how do you see, um, you know fertilizer, for example, has gone up fourfold in the last year. A lot of this is related to the geopolitical events. Uh, how does your cycles interpret what's going on in the fertilizer market? And the second part of that question is, with your cycles approach, are you able to anticipate geological uh ge- significant geopolitical events that would affect the markets?
1: Yes, because I, for instance, had a lot of work on war cycles to predict when there's a war, and I went back to three thousand years before uh, before uh, uh, Jesus was born, so in the Mandarin Empire and if you look at my youtubes of between five and ten years ago, I said you know, the end of the second decade of the new century, we're gonna have a major war. And for your listeners who wanna don't wanna check all the cycles, there's one interesting cycle that they can look, look on Google, that is the hundred year war cycle. That means is it's always in a second decade, so that's now in the in the in you know 2020, 21, 22. If you go back hundred years, it's nineteen eighteen, more or less, that's the first world war that actually was the beginning of the Second World War. If you go back 100 years, 18, 18, 20, that's Napoleon who tried to conquer the world. If you go back, so you go back, if you Google uh, big war around the year 1000, big war around the year 1100, 1200, it's always in the second decade of a new century. Now you ask me why, I have no clue, but I always tell people I'm trained as a medical doctor. So if you get better taking the red pill, even if I have no clue how it works, I'm going to give you the red pill. The problem with economists is, because I've been many years at Goldman Sachs and had to have this discussion, they say things which is very extreme. In, the, in that time, you had Abby Cohen. She was famous, maybe you remember. And she used to say, well, you know, the market is irrational. My system is correct. I says, But in the meantime, everybody's losing a shirt. So economists cannot work with a the system they don't understand why. And I don't have to know always why. I just have to know when something happens. And if a move goes up, how high it goes, how low it goes, and when it tops.
0: And does the war cycle aid your expectation for the a bullish outlook for commodities?
1: Yeah, like uh, it's a big, bit quiet now, but in the second half of next year, it's going to blow up again. So who knows what's going to happen?
0: Mm. And how does the U.S. economy perform over the next two years if the Fed continues to hike?
1: Well, I I do the the, the GDP and all these things. Uh, It doesn't have to do with the Fed. There's a connection, but I look at it separate, and it's going to be a very bad situation. There's something going on that uh, I I watch the news every day, what's going to happen next in the United States, because there is a 60-year social unrest cycle. So the last time was in the 60s. The last time was in the early 1900s, and now it's but in the 60s, because I remember the 60s, you I think you're younger than me, we still were thinking reasonable, logical. Now I can't even follow the way that people are thinking I did. This is not going to end well. Um, but uh, uh, based on cycles, it comes to the end of the expansion of the whole United States. Um, it's, it's the end of a world power. And thus the
0: US dollar as the world's reserve currency?
1: It's still it's still okay, but that's also going to be over soon, or soon in a year or so. The dollar still looks good, but in a year, uh, the, uh, the countries are going to be stronger. You know, they, there was a guy, Kondrachev, in early uh, 1900s in Russia, and we have what's called the Kondrachev cycle. It's the longest cycle we have, and he says every so many years, sixty eight years, a new continent takes over. So now the East takes over, India, Singapore, Australia, China. Uh, So I think they're going to make an anti-dollar because usually that's what happens is if you have too much debt outstanding and you have too much uh, internal strife and you might be ready for a big war, you know, people don't trust that currency anymore. So a lot is going to change.
0: And who will be in charge of this anti-dollar currency? Will it be the BRICS nation or the International Monetary Fund?
1: No, the monetary fund doesn't have any power. What I hear is the BRIC nations together with China—that's what I pick up from the institutions I work with—are preparing something. I don't know exactly what, but they're preparing to, to to stand off the dollar and do their own thing soon. What about
0: a volatility play—the the, the VIX here in the states—is that a good trade for uh, investors or traders?
1: We always we always do that because the investors that don't want to uh, that don't want to go short. And they don't want to sell out because of tax reasons. Uh, so we tell them to buy the VIX. So the VIX has very clear cycles. Uh, that confirms when the market goes down. When the market goes down, the VIX goes up. So this, when the cycle's bottom, we go long the VIX. And when they top, then we sell out the VIX. Or some people even go short. And that's how they uh, they trade in between. Now, the VIX can go very low. I mean, the beginning of of the year, or last year, I don't remember, it was like 17, 18. It says, let's buy the VIX. How long can it go? And then it got up to 50, and then we got out, and uh, we picked it up around 19 uh, a week ago or so. Uh, so that's not that's that's more quiet than, say, I'm going short to S&P, because people don't sleep well. Who knows what's going to happen if it goes against you?
0: What's your take on uh, energy policy, specifically European energy policy, where we see Europeans posting their electric bills on the internet and saying, I have no funds to pay this electric bill that's gone up so many times over the last year? Uh, what do you see going on here?
1: Well, I look at the cycles. The problem I understand because I'm here with the problem that happened. I mean, the left at, uh, at, at Trump when he said, you know, don't depend on Russian gas. And he was totally correct about that one. And I hear from my friends that are in politics, that they actually don't know how to solve the problem for the winter. They don't know what to do. So slowly, slowly in Europe, I don't know the United States, but in Europe, people are feeling that they're suffering more than the Russians, (laughs) but they set up to boycott the Russians. So I don't even know if they're going to continue with that because this war can continue for a long time. And I don't know how much much, uh, resilience Europe has. For the
0: EU bureaucrats that want to push forward the green agenda, don't you think this sets them back a little when the populace is saying, I would rather have a warm house with coal than uh, no heat with your green energy?
1: Well, I think the whole thing's going to change soon. I never speak out because people are going to kill me. But if you do the cycles on the global warming, it's almost over. So they're going to be surprised in a couple of years that, that, that uh, it's going into a cooler period. It's very interesting that, that people think that history doesn't count. If you want to know about global warming, why don't you look at the history of the last 300 years? What happened? Um, and uh, the numbers are there, and then see a pattern. So and based are- on the yeah. So based on the past, you can predict the future. But if you don't know the past, uh, say I had the same thing with the market here. The market we played the bounce up. The last bounce was like 15 percent, 18 percent, and again I couldn't get people out. And I showed them, listen, this is what happened in 1929, in 1932, 1973, 87. This is how a bear market goes. Every time there's an intermediate rally of 15, percent but if you don't study it, you don't know. So you got all these pundits saying, well, maybe it's the bottom. We think the bear market is over. I think they never studied what a real bear market is.
0: Before you go, Charles, next three years, what do you expect of oil?
1: Of oil, expected to go much higher, but not until the middle of next year.
0: So middle of next year is going to be the, the key inflection point for commodities and oil in your, in your view.
1: Yes. Uh, now, well, commodities like wheat and corn and, and beans are going to rally sooner again, but cor- crude is going to be uh, stable, but then takes off again uh, next year. Um, probably based on who knows what. And when we talk then, we know if it's in the potation. Or something really bad happens. And I'm afraid something really bad happens because we have no leadership in this world.
0: Mm. Well, we'll leave it at that, Charles. Thank you for your insight. Your website is charlesnenner.com. For listeners that aren't aware of what you offer there, please give us an overview.
1: Yeah, so we offer uh, 30 days free. We update four days a week. uh, And we show printouts from the computer on Sunday where the cycles are so you can see for yourself what it looks like. And just to have an idea how real professionals uh, approach the markets. We don't listen to, uh, to news. We don't read the newspapers. We just want to know if it goes up, when it goes up, how much it goes up. And you see nothing moves at random. It can always all can be predicted. And for 30 days, I mean, you don't pay, but at least you have an insight how you can invest in a professional way.
0: And what are your returns year to date? Investors like to know that.
1: Yes, we have a return of 160% this year uh, without uh, uh, options or whatever, just doing the, the buying at the right time and selling at the right time. And we have, uh, what is it called? There's nobody here right now. There's a, a situation in the United States. They plot it for you. You tell them which, which recommendations you have, and they do it. Mm-hmm. And they calculate later to make a graph. And that it's official. And I think we made like 160, 170% this year.
0: So that's verified because, you know, newsletter writers sometimes make
1: claims that. (laughs) No, Yeah, they claim. No, this is verified by a neutral institution uh, that has a very famous name, but I just cannot come up with a name. And we have these graphs that they make and uh, uh, it's going very well
0: excellent well charles thank you for coming on the show if you're interested to learn more go to charles website at charlesnenner.com. thank you for joining me today
1: and if you're interested in the uh, the results that just mentioned i want to see the graphs of the result of this year last year and we send it to you excellent thank you you're welcome
0: The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts, might cost 50 or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for one returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the